From WUWM, Milwaukee's NPR, this is Capital Notes, a podcast about Wisconsin politics and politicians. I'm Marty Michelson. Each week, I discuss noteworthy developments with J.R. Ross, editor of WISPolitics.com. Here's our latest conversation. So, J.R., Governor Walker and his Democratic challenger, Tony Evers, squared off for their second and final debate Friday night before the November 6th election. It was pretty standard fare. The candidates debated health care, education, immigration, the economy, and roads, among others. They pretty much repeated the arguments they've consistently made throughout the campaign. Uh, There's roughly a week to go until Election Day. So what were your takeaways from the debates, and do you think the candidates were able to sway or change anybody's mind? Well, a lot of it was sticking to their typical stump speeches. I mean, they kind of hit on the themes they've hit before, obviously, in the last... In the closing days of the campaign, there have been questions about both passage of the uh, budget proposed by the Department of Public Instruction under Tony Evers that were plagiarized. Also been questions about uh, Governor Walker and several of his former cabinet secretaries criticizing him and enforcing Evers. They are both asked about that. Walker was asked about his airplane travel using a state plane. But for the most part, they stuck to their you know kind of standard lines we've been hearing from nowadays. So I don't think that I get the impression from talking to people that anything really changed and the course is uh, race just from the, the debate. Healthcare has been a recurring theme in many of the campaigns, especially coverage of pre-existing conditions. Republican leaders in the state legislature last week tried to assure Wisconsin residents that they'll put a state protection in place if federal guarantees uh, are repealed. This has become an emotional issue of late. Do you think that Republicans who control the state legislature have done a good enough job assuring voters that protections for pre-existing conditions will be in place no matter what happens to the Affordable Care Act? Well, the fact you keep hearing Governor Walker, Lieutenant Governor Clayfish, Attorney General Brad Schimmel, candidates for state Senate and the Assembly, uh, U.S. Senate Cat Lee Vukmer, that they're all talking about protections for pre-existing conditions, you can tell this issue is resonating with people and causing them fit. So, you know, looking at that bill... I don't know if it's enough to say that they would take care of if they needed to. Um, we'll see about that. But it is clear that they are on defense right now on this issue and trying to find a way to push back on the attacks from Democrats up and down the ticket that Republicans want to take away his protection. And Governor Walker swears up and down that, you know, as long as he's governor, the protections will remain. But the fact is that they didn't get that bill through um, before they adjourned. They've come back and do it again, do it uh, later time if they wanted to put that in state law. And they're just... It, it created an opening for Democrats to go after him this, that plus the uh, lawsuit that Schimmel has filed seeking to overturn the Affordable Care Act, um, the votes in Congress trying to repeal Obamacare. Those have all opened the door to this attack, and it seems to be at least putting Republicans on the defensive on this issue and, and giving Democrats some fodder for to run on health care this time. Right. This seems to be the issue that stuck. Uh, Speaking of which, the bombardment of attack ads continued last week. In fact, a new one raised a few eyebrows. An organization backed by the Democratic Attorneys General Association released a new TV ad accusing Republican Attorney General Brad Schimmel of being soft on child molesters while he was a Waukesha County prosecutor. Schimmel refuted the claims made in the ad, and some stations reportedly pulled the ad at Schimmel's attorney's request. Is it unusual for an ad to be pulled like that? Oh, I see it every every cycle. We'll see one or two that maybe pulled and is then you know reworked a little bit, changed the language. Um, but I only heard of a few stations pulling it off the air, and it put the issue out in the public eye 
about whether Schimmel had been tough enough on sex crimes and those kinds of things, and obviously the Attorney General pushing back saying these, these attacks are lies, but uh, it's not unusual to see something like this happen. It's just a question of will they rework the idea back on the air, and has the message sort of resonate with people that, you know, they got the point across is what they want in the first place. A new report shows Republican and Democratic groups have poured $24 million into Wisconsin elections. The Wisconsin Democracy Campaign released the findings last week. The groups have spent $17 million on the governor's race, while the rest has gone toward legislative races and the attorney general's race. Did this number surprise you, and can we expect more of this with each major election? Oh, and this is only a a piece of the spending picture because... These are only things called independent expenditures, which are, they include the express advocacy. They have the, the magic words we call them, vote for, vote against, support, oppose, those kinds of things. So just looking at that piece of the puzzle, you know, that's the expenditures have gone up compared to the last couple of uh, cycles have a, a gubernatorial campaign. But that's not including, we call them issue ads, those that say, you know, Representative Ross is a bad person, call Representative Ross and tell him he's a bad person. Those kinds of ads we call them issue ads. There's been many more dollars spent on those and that's an even so. I guess what I'm trying to get across is this is not a complete picture of the spending in races so far, and you got to add that into it. And it's it's a pretty big pot of money being spent in the elections this fall, and it's going to get bigger. I'm, since that report came out from the Roxy campaign, I've been going through those reports on my own, and I've seen many hundreds of thousand dollars more poured in these campaigns. So the price tag's going to get higher before it's all said and done. And finally, the final Marquette poll before the November 6th election comes out on Wednesday of this week. Many eyes will be on the governor's race between Governor Walker and Democratic challenger Tony Evers. Also, the U.S. Senate race between Democratic incumbent Tammy Baldwin and Republican challenger Leah Vukmir. Do you think the final poll will turn up anything earth-shattering? It's an excellent question because we're in this really odd confluence of things going on. We had the Brett Kavanaugh confirmation fight, which seemed to, you know, goose some enthusiasm with Republicans. We've now had um, a shooting in Pittsburgh over the weekend. There are all these things going on that, you know, kind of raise questions about what, how is the electorate going to react? You know, we had President Trump in Wisconsin last week. President Obama was here. We've got former Vice President uh, Joe Biden coming in on Tuesday. Eric Trump is now coming in on Tuesday. I mean, we are really kind of a, a key state right now in terms of races that matter, it's just a question of how is the electorate going to react to all these these things going on that give voters something to think about when which which party they want to favor for which office. That's WISPolitics.com editor J.R. Ross. You can join us each week for our conversations, and if you haven't done so already, subscribe to Capital Notes on iTunes, NPR One, or wherever you get your podcasts.